0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA is back.
1: Where else can a city this loud be this left on?
0: And 30
2: feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins
1: December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.
2: Welcome to the Budding Heads Podcast from Rams Talk Radio. I'm Steve Ribeiro. I'm here with Johnny Gomez and a third member of our show tonight, my fellow Roto Baller colleague, Kev Masarejin. Did I get that right, Kev? 100%.
1: I am so proud. (laughs) There
2: it is. Beautiful. And of course, Johnny's here as always. Magic Johnny, how you doing, bud?
3: I'm just, I'm still in awe that you got his last name right.
2: I take pride in this stuff, man. Practice makes perfect, you know? And I practice in the pre-show like once. So one take wonder here. (laughs) Um, So this will be probably our final season wrap-up podcast. We're going to put the 2018 season to bed here with our player grades. We're going to try and get to every player that mattered on the Rams, but there is a lot of players that play football, so we're going to get to as many as we can here, and we thought this would be a good episode to bring Kev on because he's also a Rams fan, and you haven't been hearing his takes for the last four months on all of these players, so uh, you might know where me and Johnny are going to go on some of this stuff, but Kev will add a little wild card in the mix. But before we get into that, guys, as always, you could find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Player FM, Spotify, and Radio Public, a new edition this week. And don't forget... We air on iebeatradio.com, Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Of course, find our, you can find our podcast feed on Clutch Points, where the Clutch Points is an app. Uh, a lot of great content from them. If you don't have it, get it, and you can find all the links to our podcast on there. And of course, check out the other shows on our podcast network, Rams Talk Radio and Rampage Radio. Uh, Rams Talk Radio already had a new episode this week, and Rampage, I'm sure, will be coming. Uh, but... No, no need to beat around the bush here. We're gonna to get to as many players as we can. Uh, letter grade, classic school stuff. Kev, uh, I'll start with you. First player we're gonna do is Brandon Cooks. How do you feel about his first year with the Rams?
1: I loved it. I think he played up to his first round draft like value or whatever we gave up. I thought he was an A grade player this year. He spread the field out. He was great in you know. Every facet of the game that we utilize him on the offense, like with uh, whether it be jet sweeps and just downfield work, I, I was more than happy because at first I was heated that we gave up a first for a wide receiver. I was like, holy crap, we're just, oh, we're going downhill here, aren't we?
2: <laughs> I I feel yeah. I think with Cooks, too, is he's, you know, he's a wide receiver one. I think it's undisputed, but he's not fully in that upper echelon of guys especially given what we're paying him on this contract but yeah. you we needed him on this team this year and i agree i think it's an a uh, he was our i believe he was our leading receiver in yards um oh yeah
1: twelve, yeah 1200 yards on like 80 catches which is like awesome
2: yeah he had a hell of a year and uh it's a, it's a pretty easy a for me um much better replacement a much better player we had here than Sammy Watkins, I think, last year. They do a little different yeah. things, and I think Cooks is a better fit for the offense. Johnny, what's your grade on Cooks?
3: Without a doubt, Brandon Cooks was exactly what the offense needed. And, uh, you know, I was one of the few that I felt that it was entirely worth the, the trade. Uh, and, and this was kind of evidence of it. And for that reason, I, I can't help but give the guy an A uh, overall for his grade because it, it even helped uh, with Jared Goff's overall progression. So I, I have to I have to give it an A. Uh, no complaints here. Uh, what about you, Steve? Yeah,
2: it Cook's an A for me too. Um, it was great having around, and he really I think rounded out this receiving core very well. Um, I think the core as a whole might be the only thing they're really missing is like a big-time red zone threat. And you don't need it that badly when you got a guy like Todd Gurley who found his way into the end zone quite a lot this year. Uh, But Cooks, I think, was an easy one. Let's get to a little bit of a tougher one. And a guy I personally love, Marcus Peters. Johnny, what's your letter grade for Peters this year?
3: This one's a little tougher. You're right. And the reason being is because – you know, when he was on his own and you didn't have to leave, which was a good chunk of the season, he wasn't as good as we hoped. But there were games where he, he looked like the star that he is. And, you know, when Taleb is on the other side, this is just such a, uh, you know, shutdown secondary, uh, at least from a corner perspective. So, Overall, I would say he did a decent job. Uh, not as great as I was hoping for. I'm going to be honest, but overall, I thought he did solid, and I have to give him a B minus.
2: I went with a B, and I think if you graded him on the games he played without Talib, probably be a D, uh, maybe even borderline F. But the games with Talib out there, I think he's an A. Um, he worked great as kind of the secondary corner with Talib taking the lead. And I know we kind of traded for him to be the first corner, but, you know, he might just honestly not be that player, which I think is fine. Um, the the money we're paying both of them combined is fine for next year. Uh, we've said on this podcast, we want both of these guys back, and I think they will be back. Uh, but Peters, man, he's just so much fun. It was an absolute roller coaster watching and covering this guy this year. Definitely, if we rank the top five quotes from Rams this year, you probably have about three of them. And, you know, for that reason, I got to give him the benefit of the doubt and go with a B, even though it was tough at times. Kev, I'm curious to see, hear how you felt about Peters.
1: Uh, I I like Marcus Peters, the person. I like his attitude. I love his fire. I love what he brings to the field, except his game. He was awful this year. I don't care what he did with Tlaib. There's no excuse for his poor play outside of that. I know he kind of used him as kind of like an off-ball, off-ball, off-coverage kind of guy that kind of roams and takes his risks. But for someone you expect to be a cornerback one, presumed to be like, like a top-five cornerback in the league and talked about like that, he was he was awful. And I would say, you know, like I, I would give him a lower grade, and I'm going to be fair, I'm going to say like a C- minus because it was ugly when he was by himself. And when you're that talented, you should be able to hold your own to a certain extent.
2: And I'll be honest, if it wasn't for the gumbo quotes and his, I think we ate Dunya interview, I probably would have given a C2. I admittedly got a little emotionally attached here to Peters. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) the Saints game, especially he was at times he was just tough to watch. And it was kind of hard to justify what we paid for him. But I, I I do
1: think bad, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I'm hopeful for what the future brings for Peters, but this will be a make-or-break year for him, and a lot of money will be either on the table or cleared from the table, depending on his play, in the upcoming season. But, Absolutely. yeah. Speaking of guys who are about to get a shitload of money, uh, Kev, what's your grade for our fearless leader, Jared Goff? Oh, boy. Uh,
1: I like Goff. I like, uh, again like kind of his cool attitude he doesn't really come off as cocky nothing too crazy and he was cool-headed throughout the year even through his like tough times later down like after we faced like chicago and had that like little after like the philly game as well but oof this season that's like uh it's like a b for him because i didn't see him take that step where he's confident at the line of scrimmage he still looks like he's playing scared half the time and He needs McVeigh to like, kind of baby him. So, until I can see that next step, I'm still a little wary.
2: I, I, it's tough because I think I went A minus here, and I think because I did kind of see him at at moments when he got protection. I think he did kind of make that leap, but like you said, in the playoffs, especially, it kind of showed when you know when things. When the chips aren't in his favor, he can kind of crumble. And against Chicago, he he did not come to play, and he he basically lost us that game by himself, uh, him in the offensive line. Uh, The Super Bowl, I think it was a little less his fault, but still he did not look great. But I think the negatives, and for quarterback, the negatives are glaring. You kind of forget how good the positives were in two of the, the better Rams games of the year, Minnesota, and especially Kansas City. Uh, Goff played out of his mind in those two games. You know, he made some of the best throws I've seen from Rams quarterbacks. Uh, you know, since the Warner days in those games, and I think more often than not, he came to play and delivered. And yeah, there are concerns um, clearly, and I think next year we'll all be harsher critics on him, especially the guys that have kind of given him the benefit of doubt. But I think get going into my grades, I mean, at least situation and expectations and all that do come into play and i think where he got to at his peak this season compared to where he was two years ago i i'm happy with how he's progressed and he still has work to do but uh for me in his third year i think this was a good performance and i went a minus for that reason johnny okay. uh you're kind of the deciding factor here on how you felt about off
3: you know i i definitely see both sides here Uh, because I think we kind of want Goff to be this quarterback, to be the next, uh, Tom Brady, to be the next, you know, Peyton Manning, which, uh, I'm going to be honest with you is probably not going to happen. Uh, not to take anything away from Goff or anything, because in in my opinion, he outperformed my expectations and perhaps I, I went into the season with, you know, no expectations, but I didn't think he was going to progress as much as he did, and for me, I thought overall he deserves a B plus. But I think kind of overall with golf is what we need to remember is kind of what us as fans uh, kind of neglect to really address. You know, everyone has their kind of different ways of progression. And we see, you know, guys like Patrick Mahomes who just, you know, suddenly become studs. And for for a guy like Goff, it takes a little time to get to that point. And I think once he does get to that point, he is going to be the quarterback that everybody wants on their team. And, you know, I, I don't think we've seen the best of Goff. And I think uh, in the next year, next coming years, we're going to see a really improved Goff so overall, for this season in particular, B plus is uh, I think a fair grade. He didn't have a perfect season, but I would say a good majority of the season he did extremely well. So that's kind of my take on golf.
2: Yeah, it's the golf crowd was. It's kind of crazy how he was another kind of roller coaster of emotions. I think from everybody, not in the sense of Peters, but uh, you know it was up and down and. Hopefully we get more ups and downs next year, but I think we can all be at least optimistic of where it's going with him. Next up, I'll just start with this one because it's probably the easiest one on the books. Aaron Donald, uh, I went with an A+, plus, and I'll throw a little extra credit on top of that if I even can. Uh, 20.5 sacks, he carried this defense at times. Uh, there was a lot of holes on this team, and he, especially on the defensive side of the, defensive side of the ball, the, uh, <laughs> plucked up a lot of them. And he was just—he got his money this year, and what's scary going to next season is that this guy hasn't had a training camp pretty much in two years, and he has won back-to-back Defensive Players of the Year awards. So, <laughs> how can you not give him anything but an A plus, Johnny? What you give
3: him? You know, if you don't give him an A plus at this point, then uh, uh, you know you should stop watching football because your expectations are way too high. But yeah uh enough said really 20 and a half sacks from a defensive tackle yeah give me uh Aaron Donald for any team any team in the league would be delighted to have this guy yeah a plus agreed
2: and I think if this defense was a little better on the whole uh, he would have had a real chance of an MVP but uh you know it's a hard position to win MVP from and when your defense isn't dominating then it's kind of hard to justify it even though I thought there was a case but Mahomes Very worthy. Kev, what'd you give Donald?
1: Ditto. Just go. That's all I got. got.
2: Well, how about the guy next to him? And I'll let you start. and Sue, one of our big offseason acquisitions.
1: I've been thinking about and Sue all day. And what I got is, you know, I'm really glad we got him for this year. I thought he was an integral piece on that defensive line, considering that we had no edge rush. But at the same time, I felt like it was a little disappointing. Like, you didn't hear his name called too much this season. And I know defensive tackles aren't known for their, like, flashy stats. But even then, I felt like, you know, maybe he wasn't as good as we'd hoped for Ndamukong Su to be. Like, he is one of the premier pass-rushing defensive tackles in the league and has been for the past decade. But I was a little, like, there was a little more to be desired from his performance this year. But, you know, I wasn't super disappointed, but I wasn't, like, overwhelmed. I mean, I was pretty whelmed for the most part. It was just it was just okay. I'll give it a I'll give it a B, B minus range. Like I liked I liked it. Didn't love it.
2: Whelmed, I think, is the perfect way to describe the Dominican Sioux's first and potentially only season with the Rams. And if he didn't have that playoff run that he did, I think we'd all be a lot harsher on it, but but we're factoring the playoffs in these awards. I went B-2. It's not that he was bad, but, yeah, you're right. He never – he was never very good. And it, it, we – Johnny and I have discussed this throughout the year. It's just you pay him $14 million and you think he's going to elevate the D-line. And you can argue that he did given what Aaron Donald okay. did. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But also, Aaron Donald getting double teamed every play. And this guy only comes away with four sacks, I mean, and not a ton of tackles either. So it's – a little disappointing, but not fully disappointing. And yeah, that's be that's why I'm, I'm with you. I want B minus, Johnny. What do you
3: got? I'm slightly more critical here, just because I I did have really high expectations for Sue, and he really didn't meet the expectations at all. You know, and, and not to beat a dead horse here, but 14 million a year just for. What we got out of Sue um, I don't think was necessarily worth it. Am I sad that we – or upset that we got him? Not necessarily because he did step up where it counted most. So in that regard, it was really good. But uh, I, I could only give him like a C plus honestly, and I feel like that's a fair grade because it was an average grade for basically an average kind of defensive tackle, uh, which is what I kind of saw him as. Uh, especially when you're playing against one of the best, uh, if not the best, uh, defensive player in the NFL. So, uh, I, I can't see giving him anything higher than a C plus to be honest.
2: Yeah. And I, I think that's fair too. Uh, it was, I don't know. I think the playoff run for me elevated him a little bit, but it is what it is. I mean, overall, I think he didn't, he wasn't worth his money, but it was still nice to have him around. Um, Another guy who, debatably, may have not been worth his money this season, Andrew Whitworth, uh, contemplating retirement, but he was team captain last year, elevated the offensive line uh, in his first season, and was still a huge part of the team this season. But, Johnny, what's your grade for Whitworth? Uh,
3: I, I still, you know, he's definitely not in his prime anymore. But that said, he still plays at a higher level than most left tackles in the league. And that's, that says a lot about this kind of player. So for me, Whitworth easily deserves an a minus wasn't perfect. No, but I I can't see giving him anything lower than, than an a minus. He just did really well. And uh, hopefully he doesn't retire because I I don't know if there's an answer out there for the Rams uh, to give to him, but that's a topic for another, uh, for another time
2: johnny is a notably a uh, huge fan of joseph no am i right
3: oh god uh, <laughs> not, uh, not to discredit no but i can't see this guy as a left tackle i really can't <laughs> another
2: topic for another day but kev what was your grade for andrew wetworth
3: i'll give him
1: a i'll give him a a minus maybe like look even though he had he had a couple rough patches the playoffs like especially against the Patriots wasn't pretty, but honestly, the entire offensive line played like crap. so, I'll cut him some slack there. There were a couple other games late in the season where I felt like maybe he was a little tired. he's thirty seven now. like I felt like for what like for what it is for what who like for who he is at his age, performing at this level like he's the number three rated tackle on PFF. I don't know how much credence you give to them, but that's pretty impressive for, you know for Andrew Whitworth no matter what. So I'll give him the A- minus he deserves because I just think about our offensive line prior to him showing up. And I just don't want to think about it, honestly. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go B+. And I I guess it's kind of just because um, it's kind of like when, you know, you got a smart kid in class and the smartest kid and he turns into paper, and yeah, it's good. But you're expecting A plus work, and he's giving you A minus work. So you know what you don't you don't give him a, you give him like a B just to kind of send him a message. And that's what I'm doing with Whitworth here. Uh, a good season overall, but he did show his age at times. He had a couple games that um, were slightly disappointing. And I, I'm with everyone though. I want him back next year. Um, I. I like Noteboom a little more than Johnny, but I I would like to see him get another year to groom either beside Whitworth or at a different position on the line. But it's a B-plus for me, and uh, not a harsh one either. How This one will be interesting. And, uh, Cab, I'll let you start. Mark Barron.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was out for the first couple of games, and it was pretty noticeable. Middle of the field was wide open. We were, you know... We were just like carrying our, our team, was being carried by the offense with no Tlaib, no Barron for those first, like those, that first weird little half of the season. And ah, oh man, like we need linebackers. We need real linebackers. We need guys who can chase down in coverage. We need guys who can like close out on running backs. And Mark Barron ain't hit anymore. I'll give him a like a D plus, probably. That's like generous, honestly.
2: <laughs> did you say d plus d plus and it's generous <laughs> i went uh i went c minus and only because he did pick up his play a little bit near the end of the season but um baron and not entirely his fault because the system changed but he's just a a massive disappointment since signing that contract that we signed a couple years ago and that's still gonna cause some cap issues uh even if we do cut him due to dead money and whatnot but I think his days are are clearly numbered with the Rams, and um, it it could have been worse, but it definitely could have been better. I go C minus, Johnny. What do you got?
3: You know, the funny thing is, I thought Kev said A plus at first. I was like, <laughs> Wait, what?
1: No, no, no. <laughs> um,
3: you know, Baron, when he was, you know, playing well for the Rams, it, it made sense to sign him to. Uh, the long-term contract, or, or, well, it wasn't really long-term, but, you know, the the, ex- the extended contract. Uh, but this, this past year, he did not live up to it. And I don't know if it was just because of the injuries, but he clearly didn't play as well as any of us hoped, uh, especially once he came back from injury. He did step up a little bit during the playoffs, and uh during the super bowl a little bit too but yeah uh overall very disappointing for most of the season i i, I gotta give him a d plus i
2: think it's fair all around uh definitely one of the more disappointing players on the team if not the most disappointing um and speaking of recent disappointments cab will go to you todd Gurley.
1: okay uh I'll give him an A on the season because the let's look at the overall season. Like he was an MVP candidate. This was he was the guy. Like everybody saw Todd Gurley. Like they feared him. Like we obviously it's a function of the offensive line and the offense we had and whatnot. But he was doing his job. He did his job for every single game until that knee injury popped up. And I just I honestly have no idea what happened. Was he still hurt? Was it a mental thing? Was McVeigh in his own head? No idea, but all I know is from the overall aspect of the season or like everything we saw, I'll give him an A.
2: I'm with an A too. And it would have been an A plus if his worst game of the season didn't come in the NFC Championship. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I've, I've given my thoughts on this. I, I don't think he might have been hurt but he, I don't think he was injured in the playoffs uh, I think McVeigh just liked what CJ Anderson brought CJ was a better pass blocker um was more of a guarantee to get two to three yards, even though he's less of a guarantee to take it farther and I don't really agree with McVeigh's decision to give him more of the playing time but um I to me I understood it and I, it seemed clear to me but Gurley you know was incredible during the regular season. I mean, anytime he was sniffing the red zone, he got in there for the most part. And he had a ton of great games. He only played 14 games this season, had 21 total touchdowns and over 1,700 total yards. Um, good in the pass game, great in the run game. Had, had a couple 100-yard performances. Destroyed Denver for 208 yards and two touchdowns. Um, it, overall, it was a great... A great season and i think next year it's going to be back to more of what he did in the early season than what he did in the playoffs
3: um and yeah
2: it's it's an easy a for me johnny what do
3: you got easily an a and for for those of of you that are kind of looking at Gurley as kind of a washed up player based on just a couple of games i you know honestly i have no words there because this guy carried the Rams, you know, for most of the season. I mean, obviously it wasn't just him, but he was the one that was the the anchor for getting in the end zone. So uh, on that fact alone, this guy deserves uh, an A. And in my personal opinion, he was definitely the team's uh, offensive MVP. And I, I'm, I'm just really surprised of all the, girly negativity it's actually a little uh upsetting for for me personally i just think this guy deserves a lot more than what uh we've heard recently from you know not not even just fans but from uh analysts also saying that this he's kind of washed out i it just blows my mind i don't know a easy a for me though
2: (laughs) yeah uh,
1: let me cut in real here real quick i'm looking up his stats for the season just because i wanted to reassure myself like he was good like he like even though recency bias says no, he only fumbled once all season. Yeah. That's insane. To me. He touched the ball over 300 times, fumbled just once. Cut it down from 5 last season, career high in touchdowns. Like I don't know, like he had a rough couple games, injury all this like it makes no sense to anybody who's bad mouthing him like of late and it's it's disheartening. Right. I just can't believe it
2: i'm glad we're all on the same page here because it's it's silly to me the notion that you're going to trade him or anything like that like yeah he's going to cost us a lot of money more than running backs will cost and yeah uh cj anderson maybe he proved that you can stick a lesser player in the offense and he'll still produce but todd Gurley is one of the five best offensive players in the league non-quarterbacks and i mean the guy just he brings so much to the offense and it would just be silly to even consider moving on from him right now but um, Speaking of guys that might be getting moved on from, um, not speaking of that because Tagreli's not, but Dante Fowler. <laughs> uh, Kev, I'll start with you. What's your grade on Fowler for his short season with the Rams?
1: Um, I like Dante Fowler. I loved him coming out of the draft. I thought he was, like, obviously he was drafted as the best uh, edge rusher coming out, I think. Or was it, what draft class was that? 2015.
2: I think 2015, but yeah, he was he was a top five pick.
1: Yeah, he it was he it was the third overall pick to Jacksonville. They were like Gus Bradley was like, oh, this is my Leo, this is my guy. He goes, he tears his ACL and he lost his chance to Yannick Ngakwe back in Jacksonville, and you know we pick him up on the cheap, and I loved his play. I thought he was one of our if like one of our best defensive players for the last half of the season. You know, obviously not not named Donald. And I'll give it a B plus. Like I was like enthralled with his uh, his play that half of the season.
2: I went A minus, and yeah, I think you know we picked him up because we needed a boost on the pass pass rushing, and we just need, quite frankly needed a better outside linebackers, and that's exactly what we got. I mean, we traded a third round pick for him, and I think we got our money's worth. And either we keep him this year, or uh, he leaves, and we we'll probably get. A, maybe a fourth round compensatory pick which is fine i think it was a war we made the move um he made some huge plays for us and i think he's just yeah he was well worth the trade and he definitely elevated this defense coming in even if the numbers weren't huge his presence was totally felt and going from matt long anchor on the outside to dante Fowler was just night and day johnny what'd you give him
3: you know uh you know Dante Fowler is my boy. I was super happy when the Rams ended up trading for him, especially considering that we didn't have much of a pass rush at all. And he did give that boost from time to time. I I was really happy when he was uh, making some noise in the back. But, you know, there were times he disappeared. not going to sugarcoat it. There were times where I was like, well, didn't we trade for Fowler? Uh, Where where the hell is he? Uh, That being said, when he when he was when he was disrupting the backfield, he made a lot of noise, made a couple of key fumbles and was actually one of the reasons why the Rams ended up winning uh, against the New Orleans Saints. You know, uh, he didn't have the interceptions technically, but he uh, he was the one back there uh, against Drew Brees. So uh, I was happy to see that. Overall, I, I'm going to give him a solid B, though. I, I think that's a fair grade. I know it's not quite as high as you guys, but I, I'm just going to keep it real here. There was times where like he just wasn't a factor at all. The French judge I see over there.
2: Um, I, <laughs> I think it's fair, though, yeah. I mean, uh, he might get some money just because he made some of the biggest plays in some of the biggest games of the season. And uh, yeah. whether he gets paid by us or – by another team, I'm, I'm happy for the man. Uh, before we move on to a couple other players, though, uh, we do got to give a shout out to our sponsor, Jim Hawk, and his book, Hollywood's Team Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. Uh, if you're like us, you're addicted to pretty much anything that's due with the Rams, and you want to learn more about the team's history, with a bit of a personal touch. This book's going to tell you the story of the 1950s Rams through the lens of Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. It's a son's story of his father and the team he played for in the era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. You're going to read about guys like Norm Van Brocklin, Crazy Likes Hirsch, Tom Fears, and Les Richter in this book spanning the 1950s LA Rams. You can find Hawk's book online at Hollywood Team. You can find him on Twitter at Hollywood Team. You got any questions for him about the book? If you've read it, hit him up there. It's available in both hardback and electronic form at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and various other books out through the internet. And I've heard a paperback is coming. Guys, trust me, this book is worth every penny for any Rams fan out there. But it's also just a great story of a person's father and the legacy he left behind. Again, guys, trust me, Hollywood's team, Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams by Jim Hawk. It's well worth your time. All right, let's keep the grades going, guys. Um, how about Corey Littleton? Johnny, I'll start with you.
3: Hey, clear, clear A. You know, the, uh, he... I kind of expected Littleton to to step up a little bit, a little bit. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> uh, you you got that, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I expected him to step up, but not nearly as much as he did. I mean he he came in out of nowhere essentially, and and uh, I was really happy with what he did. Uh, stepped up at first on the special teams, and then translated that as a starter. And I, I couldn't be any happier with this play. And I, I think, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams that want to sign him, but uh, hopefully he's not going anywhere. I, I think it'd be kind of foolish for the Rams to let this guy go. Thank, uh, he, yeah. Thank God he's a restricted
2: free agent, man, because I think we will be able to keep him uh, given tenders and all that. But, yeah, it's an A for me too. He kind of saved this linebacking core because while he wasn't perfect – um, I don't have faith in any of the other linebackers that they would be able to give us what he gave us this year. And yes, even Micah Kaiser, our beloved fifth-round pick, who didn't play at all. Um, I think Littleton; he did a lot. On he did some things in special teams, and he did a lot of things on defense. I believe it was our leading tackler, which I don't think anyone could have predicted going into the season. And yet, not much has to be said. He got an interception in the Super Bowl. I thought that was awesome. Uh, he was my pick for breakout player of the year for the Rams, and I was very happy with what he gave us here. Kev, what would you give him?
1: Uh, can I show Hey Otani and give him two separate grades? Sure. Okay. Uh, special teamer, A plus. Loved it. Uh, as a linebacker, mm, closer to a B. In relation to our other linebackers, it was an A plus. But as a whole, he was still you know a lot lot to be desired. He wasn't perfect. Middle of the field was not no pun intended baron ah i just i i want a little more out of my linebacker play and littleton was a lot better than i expected that's why i'm giving you a b i thought i didn't think he'd even be this good at this point like he's still 25 so obviously he could get better but you know i still want to draft another linebacker in the first couple rounds because that is still a huge need for us. That middle of the field covering covering just those slot wide receivers. I know obviously slot cornerbacks have a part in that, but we need to get better. And Littleton was part of the problem for some of the season.
3: I think
2: that's fair. I think, um, you know, I, I mentioned I'm factoring expectations into some of my picks. Of and Littleton was a B player that you thought was going to be like a going into the season and ended up being um a B, so for that reason I give him an A. I'm not That's a mathematician. Fair. I know none of that that didn't really make sense out loud. Um but yeah, I think you guys get what I'm saying. Uh how Chris about crystal me <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh Kevin, I'll keep it with you. How about Gerald Everett? Uh,
1: oh my god. I can I can I be honest here? I hate Gerald Everett. Wow so- <laughs> oh, oh. I think I think he's the worst player we've ever drafted. Why?
2: What? Ask me
1: why. Just someone ask me why. Why? We took him over Juju. I, I'm i furious like that we <laughs> need that selection. I, I I can't believe we had the audacity to make that pick. Like, obviously, we took Cup the next round, and rah rah like, Cup's great, and I love him, but we could end Juju. Like, he was right there for the taking. We needed a wide receiver. Like, this was... It was right for the first of the pick, and he was a possession-wide receiver who kind of could play at the slot and outside, and we took Gerald Everett, who's been good. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player. Okay. We're gonna okay. have you.
2: Full so disclosure, Kev. Left. Kev, where'd you go to college? USC. Ah.
1: Yes. Could have had No. <laughs> Can you smell the bias?
2: Hey, look. I gave Marcus <laughs> Peters a B strictly because I like him. Uh, so <laughs> we're all bi- we're all biased here. It's all good.
1: No, like don't get me wrong. Bottom line, Gerald Everett's a good player. I'll give him a, like a B minus for his play. I think he graded out pretty well, but just from what I saw, for being like, I think he was the only he was the first pick we had last year, and we took a tight end like we hardly use. He's pretty good in the blocking game. I'll give him that much. Like, let me see his yeah. He he was a pretty highly rated PFF. Tight end by the way, he's number no number five tight end. Oh my god. Wow. I that's insane to me. I did not realize his play was that good. But still from what I saw at least, I guess, you know, my eyes are a lot worse than professional graders, but you know I still I still expe- expect more out of like our tight ends. Like we should like they're on the field like most of the time anyway.
2: I I think they're taking their time with Everett and whether that says something about McVeigh or says something about Everett, it's clear that uh, I don't think with the amount that Tyler Higby plays versus with what they invested in Gerald Everett. I think that either um, Everett is, I think Everett's progressing a little slowly, but I, I think that they expected it and I went with a B B I I'm still hoping that he continues to improve. He showed a lot of promise. Um, you know, the juju thing hurts a little, but, I, in a vacuum but i do think cup getting cup in that draft helps a little bit and um yeah i i like everett and i think he needs to keep improving to make that investment worth it but right now i go b and i i, I like the strides he made this season but I'm, I'm hoping for a little more uh in the coming seasons johnny what you give him
3: you can almost say that the rams use protection over the usc prodigy <laughs> I, I I had to man. It was right there. You said protection. You talked about USC. It it, it had to happen, man. It had to happen.
2: Uh, the quality content people come here for. <laughs> okay. I
3: pulled that one up. You're
1: welcome.
3: Uh, joking aside. You know, I, I didn't have a lot of expectations of Everett because kind of like Kev, I wasn't a huge fan of Everett kind of going into the season. I wasn't a huge fan of any of our tight ends for that matter, but I will say that towards the end of the season, Everett did kind of grow on me. I I do see his uh, blocking skills, um, you know, do doing real well for most of the season and you know, even his receiving games stepped up towards the latter half of the season. Uh, the first half he was kind of silent, but seeing that development, seeing that improvement, I did like what I I saw overall. And for that reason, I feel like a C plus is a good grade for him. Uh, and maybe it's a sign of what's to come in the future. Hopefully, kind of develops into that tight end that we all kind of hope that he's kind of turning the corner in but uh yeah I, I i have to say i was really impressed overall with Everett's performance this season
2: yeah he's making strides and hopefully he continues to make them uh let's get to two contract guys here contract year players from last season that um may not be with us next year let's start with somebody who we'll probably all agree won't be back next year lamarcus joiner Johnny, what you give our franchise
3: tag player? You know the, <laughs> I I have to say I was really disappointed in Joyner, and part of me just wants to give him an F just because uh, of how disappointed I am. But that's not really necessarily a fair grade. He wasn't totally useless. He had his moments where he shined in uh, in a lot of different games. Uh, Well, not a lot, but uh, uh, in a good number of games, he did, you know, fairly well. But there was a lot of games also where he was either not there or just simply got beat or, you know, just overall not playing well. And especially in the playoffs, he didn't step up when the Rams really needed him to. He was kind of the weak point in the secondary, which is disappointing, especially for a guy that, you know, the Rams franchised for. And yeah, uh, overall, I don't want to overpay for a guy like that. It's definitely not worth another franchise tag. So um, I think I think a fair grade at this point would be a C. I thought he was just average. I
2: I went with a D, and like I mentioned, it's partially because of expectations. Um, you know, you franchise him. Uh, he's a guy who, if he played well, I wouldn't have minded locking up long term. And he played poor but he was just a guy that was kind of there this year and for the money you gave him um and i I, he didn't like he didn't have the playoff run that sue had and he he didn't make a ton of huge plays he had a couple here and there but um you know you notice him getting beat at times uh it was he was the guy that got um beat badly and in the saints game near the end right before the notorious no no call in the pass interference Um, yeah what was that yeah, so that's... That alone, I mean, him and Nick Roby Coleman, for that whole drive, deserve to get dot grades. Um, we'll see if we get to NRC in this podcast, but I don't know if we will. But, yeah, I went D. Kev, what you have?
1: Uh, okay, first off, I think it's unfair to judge Joyner based off of this one season, because he's been fantastic leading up to it. I uh, loved totally. his play. totally. Yeah, no, up until this season, I loved his play. I was like, I didn't even think he'd be this good coming out. Like, I... I loved him out of Florida State, but I didn't think he'd be, you know, near franchise safety kind of guy. I thought he was just like kind of a slot corner who'd be who'd have a role in the league, but you know, I like joyner, don't get me wrong. But he He was bad this year. He was flat out <coughs> embarrassing at some point. Like, especially against like the Eagles and a couple other games where I I was so pissed at him every time he'd get burnt downfield. And I give I want to give him a lower grade but i'm gonna give him a d plus c minus kind of there because he was he was good here and there he had his moments we are like oh wow there's a Marks joiner but for the most part when it mattered in the playoffs and in some big games down the stretch he was invisible and yeah sad a sad to see him go but it's kind of time to let go
2: yeah i he had a good run here this was a Bad ending to it, but overall, I mean, we're going to remember his run fondly. He, he was a good player. Uh, I think he exceeded expectations. Uh, you know, never a guy you would have pegged to get the franchise tag. But, it, yep. yeah, I think overall you can be happy then. but this season was not great. But speaking of another long-tenured Ram, the longest-tenured Ram, Roger Saffold. Kev, what you give him?
1: Roger Saffold. Oh, my God. Like, our O-line, I'm – just pretty disappointed in after the back half of the season. So, like, as a whole, I'm just pretty pissed, but Saffold's been... He's been good. Nothing... He hasn't, he hasn't wowed me of late. Last, If you asked me last season, I would have just said, you know, keep peace. Love him. Gotta keep him. A, but now... Uh, I'm going to have to go, like, B-minus maybe here on Saffold. Just, it was good,
2: but, yeah. I'm going to go B-plus on on Saffold. Yeah, I was, he's been here for a long time. Uh, I think he performed well. He came out of the gate swinging. Uh, PFF has him as the third-best run-blocking grade among guards last season, Um, but he was the ninth guard overall, so. Passing grade must not have been as good, but not yeah. not much to say B+. Plus, if the money's right, I really hope we can keep him. Uh, it'd be cool to get a, him, make him a lifelong Ram. Uh, he's been here since 2011, I believe, and he's seen the bad times, and he's seen the good times. So I'd love to keep him around if the money's right. Yeah. Johnny, what'd you give him?
3: You know, I, I think the grade you guys gave was fair, but of course I'm going to be different, so I'm just going to give him a B. <laughs> fair I, enough I, 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 but uh, yeah overall did very well uh, nothing spectacular kept the line in play and that's all you could ever want from your guard so hopefully uh, we're able to keep him if, if we can't I'm not going to lose sleep over it but uh, yeah, B I think is a fair grade
2: and the, yeah I mean, we're all in the B range I think it's fair all around John Johnson Johnny Johnny what do you think of John? John John
3: well, Johnny thinks of John and John thinks of Johnny. That's separate. Okay. Okay. Enough of that. <laughs> um, uh, honestly, you, you, I, I couldn't see giving him anything lower than an A. I think he's just been a solid addition and kind of like uh, Kev's comment on, on Joyner uh, is kind of something similar for John Johnson. Maybe uh, I, I did like John Johnson con- coming out of college. I, I'm actually surprised he dropped you know as low as he did. But at the same time, you know, I I think more or less my surprise is coming from how fast he's progressed uh, as opposed to that he's progressed at all. You know, this guy is amazing. And I hope this is the guy that we can lock in, especially because he didn't just, you know, play well this year. He, he got even better, which is, you know, something amazing, in my opinion. Uh, and he's probably been the most consistent player uh, in, in the secondary for sure. So um, in my opinion, I, I got to give this guy an A.
2: Not 71st overall ranked player on Pro Football Focus, 7th ranked safety. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, he had a good year last year, and I think he got even better this year. Um, one of the few players in the team where I really have no complaints about him uh, he progressed well. He exceeded my expectations last year and again this year. I'm gonna give him an A plus, uh, but no extra credit like Donald. Just a flat out A plus. Kev, what would you give
1: him? I love Long John Johnson, man. Like this guy is—he's legit. He is the future of that secondary, and I couldn't—I couldn't give him anything lower than an A plus as well. Like after that, after that pick on Breeze, after Fowler got that hit, John Johnson picked that. Ah. Oh. I'm still dreaming over that. That's the last game I like to think I saw, of the Ram season. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, uh, like uh, his his play throughout the year was fantastic. No complaints. It was seemingly, you know, he'd make the he'd make the tackles. He'd make he'd have good coverage. And ah um, oh, man, I was a, like like John. I was a big fan of him coming out of Boston College. Dude's got dude's got incredible length and like skill for how big he is, and I, I just hope we lock him down soon.
2: I hope so as well, and yeah, he's an excellent player. I think he's probably the second-best player overall on our defense this year, which is crazy, given the yeah. amount of talent that we had on that defense. Um, let get back oh. on the offensive side of the ball. Robert Woods. Cav, uh, I'll start with you. Uh,
1: ooh, you. You know where you're coming with this. I'm going to give him an A, not just because – you know, another USC product and whatnot, but he played well. He was actually better than Cooks on jet sweeps, which was insane to me because of how much bigger he is, but he fits our offense to a T. He's a great possession receiver. He's amazing at, as a run blocker as well. I, I've seen arguments of him as, you know, I, I don't want to say it, but a top 10 receiver. Like, I... You know, I know that's a little taboo with how many great receivers there are in the league, but when it comes down to an all-around game, Woods is one of the best, and can't give him anything lower than an A for his play this year. I,
2: I, when I, you know, I see that argument a lot uh, from Rams Twitter, and when you when you start to rank these guys, I think he's clearly not a top ten receiver. Uh, but that being said, I love him. He is perfect for what we need him for. I think he is. Um, kind of like how people say like Paul George is the ultimate second option in the NBA like he's perfectly made for that Robert Woods is exactly the he's the perfect wide receiver too in an offense uh if you have a good receiver next to him like a legitimate wide receiver one which you know as I mentioned with cooks he's not no, he's not Antonio Brown but he's great and you put a guy like Robert Woods next to him a great possession receiver who is more versatile than you kind of give him credit for And he led the team in receiving this year with uh, both him and Cooks were over 1,200 yards and Woods edged him out by 15 yards to take the crown. But yeah, man, he's an incredible, he's a very good player, does everything we need him to do. I gave him an A. Johnny?
3: You know, as far as I'm concerned, Robert Woods has exceeded my expectations uh, when he came to the team. And he continues to exceed my expectations of how consistent the guy is. And to tell you the truth, when the Rams first signed him, I felt they overpaid for him. And to be honest, now that I look back on it, I think he was worth every penny. Still might be a little bit high, but overall, I feel like Robert Woods has really uh, been that kind of receiver that the Rams really needed. And uh, I don't know if I'd consider him a top 10 receiver either. But, you know, I'd rather have, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, good quality receivers on this team than having just one, you know, top 10 receiver. Uh, That's just my personal opinion on that. But, uh, yeah, I I would go as far as to say A-plus for him because I I feel like he's really exceeded my expectations personally, even for, you know, a a little SE guy. But, you know. I
1: just want to clarify as well. Sorry. Uh, I don't personally think he's a top 10 receiver, but. You know, I've seen the argument for it, and, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. If, if someone wants to explain to me why he's a top-ten receiver, I'm all ears.
2: Uh, I, You know, I, another podcast I kind of want to go through, the top receivers. And, look, I love Robert Woods, but he's just not, guys. He's not even the best receiver on our team, even though that's more debatable. Um, hey. And, like, Johnny, like you said, yeah, you, you know, the Giants have a good receiving core, but healthy, even though they have the best receiver out of the, the group. I would take ours, and even though they have some good guys next to him, Cooks and Woods and Cup, I think compliment each other so well. And if Josh Reynolds um, can be a factor, maybe as a red zone threat next season or something, it'll it'll be a good core overall. Um, that we bring up Reynolds, let's just get to him. Uh, Kev, Josh Reynolds is a long talked about player on this podcast, so I'm gonna start with you.
1: Okay, uh, I think he's still developing. He's, uh, 20, He just turned 24 two days ago, so happy belated birthday, Josh Reynolds. If you're listening to this, I doubt you are, but I liked him coming out of Texas a uh, and I believe. Yeah, A&M. And I think he could be a really good wide receiver two type for our offense, maybe as soon as next year. But this year, after his number was called up, I don't know if it was his and Goff's connection. I don't know if it was him, maybe – not running routes as well as he should have or whatever it was. I just felt like he was targeted a ton, but the production just wasn't there later in the season after cup went down. His like, he's still so young. So I don't want to blame him because you know, development takes time, especially with wide receiver. It's usually, it's usually that third year breakout and he's still only in his second year. And I feel like we put a lot on his plate, a lot more than we should have. So, because of that, I'll be favorable and give him, like, a C plus. That's, like, being nice. Like, <laughs> he might deserve a little lower, but, you know, for what we asked of him, he kind of did step up in a couple games. But for the most part, especially in that pl- in that playoff run, I wasn't too happy with
2: his play. It's been a while since we've had some classic Josh Reynolds criticism on putting heads. Um, <coughs> Kev, I'm sure, I don't know if you're aware, but... I'm sure our listeners are aware of how low my expectations were for Josh Reynolds when he had to take over the role, and probably Johnny too. Uh, there was a lot of buzz when uh, Sammy Watkins signed elsewhere that people were like, Josh Reynolds is going to you know, take over the job, and you know, we have faith, we drafted this guy, he's going to be a good player, he's going to be one of the big three. And everyone knew that wasn't true. They were just oh, yeah. buying, trying to talk themselves into it. And then once Cooks got... Once we got Cooks, that just immediately ended. Um, but my expectations for Reynolds were so low. I'm going to give him a B-plus because I do think that he he did what we needed him to do. He's not yeah. Cooper Cup. He's a little bit different of a player. And, yeah, we did throw a little too much on his plate at times. But he didn't let me down. And he made a lot of better plays than I would have expected. He had some nice plays. He some big moments in some big games. Um, you know, he wasn't perfect, and I think he's still pretty clearly the fourth best receiver on the team. But in good conscience, because of how low my expectations were, I got to give him a B plus. Very close to getting an A-. Johnny, what'd you give him?
3: You know, uh, I was kind of one of those people that kind of bought, in, uh, bought into his uh, hype a little bit. Um, I don't know if I was going to go as far as to say that he was going to be a starter, But uh, I I thought he was going to, you know, sneak his way into uh, becoming, you know, uh, a a role player that we've basically seen him become this year. And for that reason, I'm actually surprised of how well he played this year. You know, it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the means. There was still times where we were critical of him this year, uh, more towards the beginning of the year and when Cup was still, you know, uh, playing. But overall, I, I got to say, I, I didn't have much expectations for him this year. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier with his play. Like, I, I really didn't have much confidence in him, especially entering the season. So I, I give him a B minus. I think that that was a solid year for him. And hopefully he continues to progress uh, because he's turned out to be a solid receiver.
2: It'll it would be it'll be interesting to see what his role is next year, or maybe we even flip him for a draft asset or a, a player that could be useful on the other side of the ball. But let's move on to a team captain this year for the first time, another long-tenured Ram, Michael Brockers. Kev, I'll start with you.
1: Michael Brockers. I like Michael Brockers. I thought he was underrated coming into this season because, you know, how is your play not overshadowed by Aaron Donald like you're nobody's as good as Aaron Donald so no matter what you're on a line with him it's not going to be you know i don't want to say up to snuff but as impressive but this year i just want to uh, i i just don't think brockers played that well or as well as he had played in years past especially with sue on the line with Donald still playing as well as he always has, it just I I felt like he was invisible. Honestly, I didn't. I forgot he was on the team at one point. So, I'm gonna, uh, I'll give him a C. Yeah,
2: better than me. I gave him a D. Um, oh, <laughs> completely agree with your sentiments, and I think because people don't like Sue, and reasonable enough, uh, Brockers has a much better track record of on on team etiquette, so to say um off the field i think that they're both very good people on the field uh, sue definitely has given us reasons to pause uh brockers on the other end is a team captain but i think we just deflected all that criticism of sue's way when in reality brockers was just as bad if not worse and you could say well sue is making 14 million dollars yeah brockers is making 10 he's also making eight <laughs> figures yeah Jeez. we and yeah i think you know, I think he's on the team next year, but the Rams are going to have to consider whether or not he's worth keeping around at $10.7 million. and maybe he gets a restructure. I don't know. Maybe they just keep him around because they think they're going to lose Sue. I'm going to be fine if he's on the team next year. I love him. I think he's a good player, but he, he was bad this year. Um, really one of the bigger disappointments on the team. J- Johnny, I'm curious to hear your grade for Brockers.
3: So Brockers is one of uh, one of my favorite players uh, that the Rams have drafted recently just because he's kind of a type of player that's forgotten about uh, because his literally his role is to make others around him look good and he was perfect at it uh, for the most of his career. The thing about Uh, Brockers is I feel like he isn't a 3-4 defensive defensive tackle and that's kind of the problem here is he doesn't really exactly fit in this defensive scheme and I think that's primarily the reason why he isn't doing as well as he should have and really when it all boils down to it there really isn't a defensive end on the defensive line that the Rams have you know they <laughs> they're trying to force Brockers, Donald, Sue at times to play defensive end, and neither one of these guys, in my opinion, are are you know defensive ends really. I mean, Donald can just because dude's amazing at pr- practically everything, but as far as Brockers goes, I I think overall that's kind of his biggest challenge here. And he the the funny thing is he did well last year, but. Uh, I think when you match everything up with these three defensive tackles, essentially, it it didn't fit in his, you know, in his favor. So I'd opt to trade for this guy, uh, to trade this guy, honestly, because I do think there is some value there, although the contract is a little hard pill to swallow. Uh, That being said, I I think I would go with the C, just because even though he didn't play that well, you know, he still, he still played well at times. And I don't know, for me, I, I I give him the benefit of the doubt simply because he's playing out of position in my personal opinion.
2: We'll, we'll see what they do with Brockers next year. And if he's back here, I, I do, I am optimistic. I don't think he's regressed as a player. I think honestly, he just had a, a pretty terrible year. Um, I, let's close with two players quick uh, before we wrap it up. Two guys that Spent a lot of the year on the IR, unfortunately. Let's start with Akeem Uh I'll start, I guess. I gave him an A. Uh, when he was out there, the defense was much better, and the numbers back it up. And there were games where he would get burnt a couple times. Um, he kind of got his ass beat in the Eagles game during the first half, but he came back and um, showed why he's a leader, why he's a team captain, and why they brought him here. Uh, more importantly, um, just overall, when he's on the field, the defense looked a lot better. And for that reason, I got to give him an A. I would have loved him for the whole year. I think some things would have changed, especially in that Saints game. Uh, as we saw in the playoffs, the past defense on receivers was much better. Uh, Kev, what'd you give Tlaib?
1: I'll give him an A as well. I thought Tlaib was fantastic for when he was on the field, obviously, you know, not the Philly game. But in the playoffs, I think I remember reading something about Belichick just not throwing his way at all or like not having Brady throw his way just because he was just terrified of what Talib could do because obviously he was a former Patriot and he knew what he was capable of. But, you know, as a Ram at his age of, you know, now 33, but he was playing a season at 32, I thought Talib was fantastic. I'm really happy we still have him on contract for next year because Lord knows we need him with the cornerback depth we have and whatnot. So you know, if you can stay healthy, the sky's the limit.
2: Absolutely, Johnny. What you give to
3: You know, anytime you can uh, you can come into a team and make a difference like he does. There's no doubt in my mind that you're you're a true born leader and a playmaker, and that's exactly what Akib Talib is, in my opinion, and. Uh, I couldn't expect anything more from the guy, you know, a, uh, I think an a is, is warranted here. He, he deserves all the praise, uh, for especially the cornerback position. I think he did really well this season, uh, when he was on the field.
2: Yeah. I'm glad we have him on on contract for another year. And our last guy, unfortunately, a guy we've mentioned a couple times in this podcast, but did not finish out the season. Cooper cup, uh, Johnny, I'll start with you on Cup.
3: You know, we all had very high expectations of Cooper Cup when they drafted Cup. And he has continuously performed at a high level. And this year, he played exceptionally well. He was golf's, one of Goff's top targets. And I, I have a feeling, you know, if he, if he would have finished the season... That this would be a far different look to the team, especially going into uh, the playoffs. You know, I I don't think that when you have these three receivers on the field, that any defense in the league really has an answer for them. And I I I'm really disappointed that he couldn't finish the season because we could have certainly used them in, in uh, the Super Bowl, but. Uh, overall for this season I, I gotta give him an a you know for for the time that he played i'm uh, super happy for cup and hope that he recovers quickly and comes back and becomes the badass that we all know he is
2: i at give mine as well i mean basically played seven games finished with 40 receptions for 566 yards and six touchdowns uh if he stayed out there you, you know you had to imagine those are those numbers are going to go well he was on pace for a thousand yards um, and 12 touchdowns So a great year for Cup When he was out there And you know, hopefully hopefully he can get a healthy year Next year because uh, he's, he's dealt with injuries And I, I just want to see him stay on the field and stay healthy And he's clearly Goff's favorite target um, But I think he's the third best Talent wise out of the three But he he made a lot of strides this year And I was really impressed with how he played overall uh, Kev what you give him
1: A little coop for the boy <laughs> come back soon we miss you Uh, I'll give him an A maybe even an A plus for his play on the field this year I felt like he took a step up like pretty significantly when he was on the field especially in that Minnesota game when he was just burning bar over and over again I was just enamored with with the boy like I couldn't believe how much value we got out of him and you know at the time when he was drafted there was a lot of talk about Cooper Cup like everybody was saying oh my god this wide receiver but he's still slid to like the third around and I was kind of like what, what's the deal with this guy and I'm still waiting for the catch now, obviously the ACL injury sucks but everything we've seen on the field thus far is you know incredible and if he was on, on the field for that Super Bowl I, no doubt in my mind we would have won we needed him on the field we needed him you know carving up that middle with especially with Patrick Chung out that opportunity would have been there and Ah oh, man, just – it's a shame, but I'll give him an A. Give him an A. Yeah, the
2: the, the offense performed well without him, but he, his presence was clearly missed, and it was a different kind of well. Um, it wasn't the same. It, yeah.
1: it was not. I'm just – oh, man. That first half offense was different.
2: Agreed, agreed. Um, We've been going for a while, so I will just run through the list of guys that I had that we didn't get to, and if you guys have any takes, feel free to let them out. Austin Bly, they gave a B. John Sullivan, a C. Samson Ibukam, a C. Uh, Tyler Higby, B-minus. Rob Havenstein, B+. And Nickel Robbie coleman and F. The only F on my report card. Uh, any final takes on any of these guys?
3: I'll let John go. Uh, I, I will say, uh, Ibukam, I was very disappointed in the season. Uh, there was moments where he played... Up to my expectations, and then moments where it's like, where did he go? And for that reason, uh, I I felt like a C was a good warranted. But uh, I I wanted to get to Cam just because I was a little disappointed, to be honest. And maybe I'm being a little too harsh, uh, but uh, for me, I I think a C is basically a a grade I would give him.
2: Yeah, my expectations for Cam weren't super high. Hopefully there's no tape of me on old podcasts that says otherwise. Um, But as far as I remember, I I was pretty harsh on the linebacking core, and he was kind of our best healthy linebacker on paper going into the season, which scared the shit out of me. And so to be honest, um, I wasn't really shocked by his performance. Uh, The Chiefs game alone probably bumped him up uh, a half a grade. But, yeah, overall, uh, not great. Um, but my expectations weren't super high, so I wouldn't give him too harsh. Uh, Kev, any thoughts on Ebu Cam or anyone else?
1: Uh, I don't love Ebucam. I didn't really expect anything coming out of him when he got drafted. Um, obviously play underwhelmed this season, kind of. I really hope we bring back Dante Fowler, man. Just going back to that, like we need something on that edge and I don't know if we can ad- address it. Obviously, this is a strong D-line class, but if we can just, like, I'd maybe cut Rocker's sign a Fowler because we could totally cut Brockers this year we have the out for 2019 that would save me a lot of sleep at night
2: yeah it's just tough man to, to cut Brockers just outright is it might be the smart move but I don't know I think a restructure might be more likely but we'll see that that's definitely something to keep an eye on uh heading into this offseason but yeah we'll wrap it up there uh Kev anything you want to plug Thanks for coming on.
1: Oh, no. I appreciate you guys having me on. Like, hopefully I didn't mess up too bad for y'all. Uh, it was a fun time. My first podcast ever, so thank you.
2: Hey, I'm sure it was better than Johnny and I's first podcast ever. Oh, <laughs> boy, uh, I'd love to listen to yeah, if I had <laughs> Yeah, well, it was great having you on, man. And you could follow Kev on Twitter, at Rotosurgeon. And you could follow me on Twitter, at Steve Ribeiro. You can follow Johnny, at johnny 506 you can follow Rams Talk at Talk Rams and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rams Talk. Of course, you got the Rams Talk room if you haven't on Facebook. If you don't know how to get there, uh, hit one of us up anywhere or even just on the Facebook page. We'll get you access. And don't forget, you could find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you know it. Uh, for Johnny, for Kev, this is Steve Ribero. Talk to you guys soon.
0: NBA is back.
3: Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history
0: hang from the Raptors? Jalen Proud throws it
3: down. Where else is your own city home to your biggest rival? The battle of LA is real, people.
0: And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry,
2: Where else can a city this loud
1: be this slept on?
3: Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh oh my goodness. Where else? The
1: NBA. Only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN,
2: TNT, and NBA TV.